Yeah, it's very uh, it's it's very pretty with the leaves. Although, if you grew up raking leaves, you wouldn't feel so great about it. Well, <laughs> I raked like, them. I raked leaves. some yesterday, and I really enjoyed it. Okay, have fun. Enjoy enjoy that feeling yeah. while it lasts. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, shoveling snow. You'll enjoy that the first few times too. Okay, so it is uh, it is Tuesday, November. Third, yeah, it's uh, election day. I do believe. For who? Uh, I think that there is an election of some sort today. Really? Yeah, because the kids are off from school in New York. Apparently, did Donald Trump win? Is that it? Are we done? Uh, no, I think we I think we had a little bit longer to go on that. Is that one. it? Yeah. Is he in? Is he in uh, the that... White House? <laughs> are they Are they going to now <laughs> change it to black marble with gold accent? Oh God. <laughs> the Trump look is so freaking tacky. It's, it's really regardless gaudy. of what you think of the man, like ooh, yeah. it's bad. Yeah, it, it's it's the Drakkar Noir of design. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so it's Tuesday. It is episode. Oh, wait a minute. I'm looking at something else. It is episode uh, one eight four. For those of there. you keeping track, uh, yeah, three three more episodes. It'll be murder. Ah, nice. Right? Yeah, it's like uh, this is, uh, we're in the stratosphere now. Right. Climbing up to level two. So uh, it is on taking pictures. Uh, your, your, your hosts for this, uh, for this morning or this afternoon or this, journey. this evening, this journey. Uh, my name is Jeffrey Sidoris. I'm in D.C. And uh, Bill Wadman, uh, stateside. Yes. Now, now back in, in Brooklyn. You missed the, <sighs> uh, you missed the, uh, the marathon. I did miss the marathon. Um, I had the- never seen, I don't know how this can happen, but I've never seen footage or video or whatever of, of the New York marathon. I've seen, you know, photos of runners, but, but I, I'd never experienced, you know, how massive this thing was. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. In fact, um, it goes, it goes by sort of where I live, about two blocks away from where I live is like a main uh, avenue that it runs down in Brooklyn. And uh, it, we used to go over by my sister's old house uh, in another area of Brooklyn. I mean, people just, you know, you get out there with big signs and you wave to people and stuff. It's, it's, it's like, gigantic. I yeah, had it's no huge. idea. Uh, yeah. Casey Neistat, who, yeah. you know, well, he runs everywhere. The show, I, don't yeah, think he he, every- I don't think he ever stops running. That's right. <laughs> he's, <laughs> like, he's like Forrest Gump, that kid. He's been, he's been running since last year. <laughs> he's, he's like, uh, not only did he, did he run the marathon, but he yeah. also vlogged the marathon. Of course he did. Yeah, yeah. So he must know. be in really good shape. That guy, like he, he's frighteningly like, good shape. Yeah, he he just his normal runs are seven, ten, thirteen miles at like seven minute pace. I really believe that that running is one of those things that you either sort of your body is designed to do or your body's not designed to do. Well, th- he was in an accident, uh, broke his hip, broke his leg. He was in a scooter accident, and they told him that he would maybe walk, but certainly never run again. And he was like. Eh. Screw you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, massive respect to him. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, the, it's crazy. The, the, I mean, it's like tens of thousands of people. Yeah. Well, there's, a, there's a terrific shot that uh, George Steinmetz, you know, George Steinmetz, Nat Geo photographer, the yep. guy that, that rides a little paraglider. Yep. He posted a shot from last year's race, and there's like 50,000 people on this bridge coming over the, you know, over the bridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Veranzano. Sure. Yeah, it's like just packed with people. It's amazing. Yeah, I'd never, I'd never well, seen because it runs like through that. all five boroughs, and it's it's complicated. Yeah, it's it's nuts. In fact, imagine if the zombie apocalypse broke out during 
the New York City Marathon? <laughs> yeah, funny shit. It's the uh, we were in uh, Conrad and I were at the Louvre the other day, and we got there really early, and we got in like a special line because we had these passes and whatever. Anyway, we we were like some of the first people in, and we're like, let's go, let's go straight to see because Heather last time she was there didn't get to go see the Mona Lisa because it was just like packed with people. It was during the summertime. So I was like, well, why don't we just zoom over there and check that out? And then we can take our time through the rest of it. And so we did. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. You don't take your time through museums ever. Uh, That's not you. Okay. Well, okay. If I did take my time as you would, I would, (laughs) I would still be there six months from now because the Louvre is like, yeah, the Louvre is, is monstrous anyway, regardless of how you look at it. But yes, we zoomed up there. And we were coming up and, and uh, the winged victory or whatever it is, you know, was there, the, the famous statue. Sure. And, and we were there and we take like a quick like selfie, like as we're running up the stairs because there's no one around that either. And I was like, okay, let's get a quick selfie and let's go run and see the thing and then we'll come back. And I'm taking the picture and Heather's just like, oh my God, it's the zombie hordes. Because down the stairs, like you slowly see these people, like this whole mass of people like creeping up like towards lumbering. us. Like yeah. lumbering. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was pretty scary. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it was fun. Hey, so I got one of those Olo clip things. Yeah. Uh, I called did you, you Did you from use B&H. it on all 600 pictures that you posted to Twitter and Facebook and Instagram? Uh, not on all of them, yeah. wise guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't take pictures on vacation. We'll get to that. Well, we'll we get will that get to that, actually. Oh, we'll get to it. Oh, we'll oh, get to we'll, oh, oh, buckle up. Oh, yeah. We'll get to it. <laughs> so you, uh, <laughs> I called you from B&H the day before or right. whatever, what have you. Now, did you look at the, the, the other one, the moment, or did I you think, just... I don't, they, I don't think they sell it there. I think you have oh, is that to a order real, from that's a moment. a mail order thing? Okay. Yeah, okay. and you have to have their special case. Like, it's a whole thing. Ah. And it's expensive. It's they're like a couple hundred dollars each lens or something. And then the case, like it's it's a fancier thing. Okay. Um I will sell you, I got the Allo Clip Action Active right. something like that. That's uh the one that uh, uh Christian who goes okay. by documentally. He's that's the one he uses. Yeah, so it's got it's like wide angle on one end and right. s- and a little bit longer on the other end. So like a 60 and like a 14 something like that. Um and uh, I will tell you that there is a there is a lot of distortion, like on on both. I mean, like you know, uh, uh, laughable amounts of distortion on 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 those things, which is which is fine if if that's the look you're going for. And they're very soft in the corners, but in the center, they're all right. Like it's it makes it much more useful to take pictures with with your phone. You know what I mean? Like you can get things you can't get otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, you know, like overall, if you have a lot of light, the the phone's great. If you don't have a lot of light or it's, it's you know, a very contrasty scene or something like that, you do sit there wishing you had a better camera, you know? Uh, um, sure. Sure. Uh, but so, but, you know, it's interesting. So, yes, I took a lot of photos. Uh, well, actually, not that many photos. I was there for 12 days and I took 800 photos. Is that a and, lot? And posted 4,000 somehow. I, posted, I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. I posted, I think, like, yeah, like 100 photos or something. Uh, yeah. You posted like 160-something yeah. photos. Are you upset that I posted 160-something photos? I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not upset. Oh, okay. I feel uh, like I've, I, uh, I feel like you posted a lot. Uh, I, and, and the reason I'm say, I say that is because yeah. you are so adamant and have been so adamant in the past of, I don't shoot on vacation. I don't do that. I don't. Yeah, I here's don't, the thing. I, I don't like people that take pictures of paintings. Here, and now you're thing. taking pictures of paintings. Here's the thing. I tried it. Yeah. And I regret it. Honestly. Well, really? In fact, the last day I did not, I left my phone in the room. Um, 
What, fact, now, now, let me ask you. Let's dig a little. Let's unpack sure. that. Shall yeah, we? Sure. What, what do you mean you regret? You're, you're not a regret kind of guy typically. What do you mean by that? You, you regret. Let me, okay, let me qualify it. Yeah. You regret taking and sharing the kinds of pictures that you did or you regret taking the, the number of pictures? Where, where, how do you okay. see that? Um, we, it was like the second to last night or something. And Conrad and I were sitting in the hotel room, like about, you know, just kind of relaxing at the end of the day. And this is in Paris still in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she's okay. just like, you know, I've noticed that you've like, you've spent a lot of time on your phone and you don't normally spend a lot of time on your phone when we travel. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, yeah, I like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess I am. I don't mean to. Now, when she's saying on your phone, is she referring specifically to pictures or are you are you doing other things uh well the pictures that i've shared i then go and comment to comments that commented commenters commented on you know what i mean okay like you know i'm looking at the but mostly around the business of photos not you're not like checking facebook and no well i'm checking facebook to see if people have comments about the photos because some people were just like oh you're right next to this thing you should go see that you know they have really good gelato around the corner or whatever like that actually happened a number of times um but but yeah, I was checking that stuff and and even just taking the time to process and post photos along the way. Uh, if I was alone, I would I, I feel like I not ignored, but I, I didn't have spend enough attention with my partner than I would have if I wasn't doing that all the time. And I think part of that is taking pictures with your phone versus taking pictures with another camera because there's like this ease almost this like not obligation but there's this urge to like oh it's here and i have internet connectivity so let me show other people the pictures um yeah i don't buy that at all uh okay I, I think you can get just as compelling of a photograph with a phone as you can with a camera. I don't. I don't think dismissing it and saying, "Well, phones are only for these easy things." Just oh to no, sh- no no I, no. I don't, I, 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 no. I don't mean it that way. I just okay. mean that like when you take the picture with the phone, you feel like it because it's right there. You tend to want to share it. Is what I'm saying. I'm not talking about the quality of the images. Do, do you do you think? Hmm. With with very few exceptions, yeah, I didn't see this was the work of a photographer in anything that you posted. It was it was, oh, it was snapshots, touristy snapshots. So yeah. my question to you is, well, I is, wasn't there as I wasn't there. I was there to spend. I was there to be a tourist with my partner, not to be a photographer walking around the city. You know. Okay, but but that's but you're sharing that work with people that follow you who may or may not expect something more or less different, et cetera. Yeah, I don't so, care what so they expect. You do care what they expect. Otherwise you wouldn't comment or you wouldn't comment on the comments or you wouldn't share the stuff. Well, I mean, in- I, I mean, I, I, you know, if I'm not giving somebody what they have, their preconceptions of what I like, what I, I can't play that game. What, you know? Um, okay. But what about, what about the, the obligation, see obligation is the wrong word. But I think it, it gets us in the ballpark. Is, is there an obligation to, to at least take a little bit of time to be a photographer? No. Well, I mean, not for me. Uh, that's not why I was there. Plus, I don't – I uh, – I've never really liked taking pictures just – I mean, like I'll take pictures just walking around, but I'm, I'm rarely if ever happy with them, you know, as hmm. far as like I don't – the pictures I take with my phone, if I see something funny or cute or neat, I'll take a picture and I'll put it up. 
but I, but I, I'm, I'm rarely, if ever, satisfied with them as images. You know, mm-hmm. they're just sort of like, oh, it was there in front of me. I know I have my phone in my hand, so I took the picture. And so, part of the thing with the trip is that I think I took a lot more pictures. First of all, I took a lot more pictures than I would normally take. I also took a lot more pictures. Um, was it conscious? Were you, were you conscious that you were taking more, or was it was it sort of a byproduct? I was, was conscious that there? I was. It was not intentional, but I noticed that I was taking more pictures because mm-hmm. my phone was always in my hand, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, or not always in my hand, but you know, right there. Sure. Um, but uh, I took uh, a lot on of a technical note. Did it work okay? The SIM card and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I had to get a SIM in in uh, Netherlands, and then a separate SIM in Belgium, and then a separate SIM in. Uh, France. Oh, geez. But okay. I mean, like, okay, but here, let's, let's, uh, can I unpack it slightly, slightly differently? Yeah, please. Okay. Please. So, so first of all, I, I like having connectivity when I'm in places like this, because if you're walking around and you're trying to do things and you're like, oh, let's go see that church. You can look up whether the church is open that day and what Absolutely. times it is. And like Absolutely. those things and like, you know, oh, there's an easier way to get there by taking this other train or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Couldn't um, agree more. I, I use those things a lot in DC as I'm, as I'm learning the city. Yes. All right. So, Absolutely. so, you know, for those listeners and stuff, I think Matheson said, oh, you should just disconnect and use a paper map. And that's fine. I have a really good sense of direction, but there, we would have hit things where the paper was wrong. The book was wrong or, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this was closed right now because of renovations or whatever it is, you know, that mm-hmm, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we bumped into that a couple of times. So I'm glad I had connectivity for that thing and for like some emergency situation with my family or something like that, you know, um, but beyond that, I almost wish I didn't have connectivity. I almost wish I didn't have the ability to upload pictures. And if I did it again, I would not have. When I got home, maybe I'd put a bunch of pictures up, but I wouldn't have done it on the trip. Um, and I also probably would not have used my camera as my only phone. I realize I don't like uh, reverse that your phone is your only camera. Uh, what did I just say? My your fa- camera, camera is your my only phone. phone. <laughs> uh, you would have used your shoe phone. Yeah, I would have. Yes. Um, I realize I, you know, it's like I, the quality when you have enough light and stuff is fine for snapshots and, and good for certain, for many occasions. It's great. Uh, for a lot of occasions, it's not great. And, um, I, I, I guess, I, I guess, and, and I, I don't, I don't like the feeling of taking pictures with my phone. Like it, it feels, I just don't, I don't like it. I don't like the experience of doing it. Um, yeah. and, and so, so, you know, while it, while it can work and it does work and for a lot of people, it works amazingly well. And for a lot of the pictures I took, I'm very happy with the quality of them. I just, I don't think that taking pictures with my phone just, it doesn't, it's not what I like about photography. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so. I had my Hasselblad with me and I only shot, I think three or four rolls, which I got to go get developed. Uh, and so the last day after Conrad said that to me, um, I happened to, uh, unintentionally, I left my phone in the room on the charger mm-hmm. and we got all the way down to the Metro and I was, we were about to go in and she's like, I'm like, Oh shoot, I forgot my phone. And she was like, well, let's go get it. And I said, you know what? No, leave it. You know, we have your phone. For, for, you know, which she didn't have a SIM in it, but like, it's just like, you know what, today we did a lot of the things we wanted to do. Right. Let's just take today and we'll like take it easier today because we've, we're, we're, we're ahead in our list of things we wanted to see. Um, and so I, we walked around with just the Hasselblad and the last day was the nicest day when I did not have my phone on me. Uh, 
as far as like the feeling I had. Uh, so I guess, um, so it's interesting. Hmm. I guess what I what I was hoping from this for you is yeah. I wanted to see what you saw, not where you were. Okay. I wanted I wanted to see how you felt, not this this sort of touristy any person representation of Europe. I wanted to see Europe through your eyes. Yeah, but that's not how I mean I, and maybe I, that's that's my sense of expectation. Yeah. But but you 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 do have a good eye. So I was expecting that good eye to come through. And with like I said, with a few exceptions, it did. But but by and large, it was just we, we saw where you were. We didn't yeah. see what was special about where you were to you. Yeah, but like I, I feel like the thing that is special about where I was to me wasn't in a photograph, you know, and that's kind of like that's kind of what, a cop out. No, it's not. Because when I travel, I'm not traveling as a photographer. I'm not a travel photographer. I'm not a street photographer. You know, you're I'm, always, I'm, you're always a photographer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. If you want to be pedantic about it. Yes. But like, but I, but that's, that's not why I'm going there. You know, I'm not going there to take pictures. So it, it didn't, it didn't, it doesn't bother me that I didn't get art in photographs out of my trip. What I got out of my trip was the experience of being these places, some of which I had been before and many of which I hadn't been before. Mm -hmm. And to share that with the people who were with me, you know, if I was going there alone and I was there for many weeks and I was walking around and, and looking for images to make, it's like, well, that's, well, that's a very different trip. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I wish that I had not relied on my phone so much. I wish that, uh, I think actually the right answer for me is what I did in Italy, which is uh, like the little Fuji, something like that. Where you can where you can shoot, but you're not there's no pressure to share. Yeah. And okay. and, and, and Fair the, enough. the problem with with like film cameras are great. The problem with film cameras, especially in places like Europe, is that you're outside and it's tons of light. You go inside a church and there's no light. So, <laughs> right, right. So, so you're, you're shooting, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're shooting a hundred outside and, and there's nothing 3, you can do 3,200, you know, black and white inside because <laughs> right, that's all right. there is. So <laughs> that, so in many, if for those instances, um, a little camera like the Fuji is great because it'll, it'll look great at 1600. It'll look great at 100. Sure. There's enough resolution, et cetera, et cetera. I just don't own one and I don't need one for more than a week a year. So it just, it's, I can't justify owning a thousand dollar camera just for that. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's like, that's the thing. It's like, if I, if I had to go back to, I would have taken pictures, a couple pictures with my phone or let, let Conrad take pictures with her phone. And I would take pictures with a bigger camera, like have her take the snapshotty little things. Right. And me take fewer pictures with my bigger camera. So kind of, yeah. What, what will we see from, if you even share them, what will we see from the Hasselblad photos? Are they... Are they film versions of what you've already shared? Uh, because it's a film camera with a history and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Is the intent different there? Well, I think that you, I mean, you get depth of field, you know, or, or like. Uh, yeah, okay. Some, I mean, there are, there are visual look differences. Um, uh, I probably won't share them. Most of them are, are pictures of her or pictures of us, you mm-hmm. know, that I set up as like uh, pictures of the two of us that I set up with a timer or, or oh, those okay. kinds did of things. Did you bring a tripod with you? I did not. I would just stick it on the ground or on a bench yeah. or, yeah. or yeah. what yeah. have you and, and, and put the timer on. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, overall, it's it's interesting that that for for a lot of people, it, what I learned on this trip was I I tried to say take pictures along the trip and share them with people so people could see the places we were going and what we were doing, and in the end, I feel like that actually took me out of being on the trip as opposed to connecting me. If I was disconnected more, I probably would have been in the moment more and less in the community more. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so anyway, just uh, it's interesting uh, things for next time. But the Olive yeah. Club is kind of cool. I mean, for a hundred bucks, it's not bad. The moment ones are supposed to be a lot better. Um, right. But if anybody wants to buy my Olive Club for a few bucks, uh, let me know. Because, you know, I mean, I don't need to... Even though there's a massive amount of distortion. (laughs) There is a lot, especially the wide angle. Oh, it's bad. I mean, it's it's bad in the sense that it's incorrect, right? You know what I mean? Like, it it might be cool to some people, but it's, you know, it's silly. Um, But, but yeah, you know, I saw a lot of art. So much art. Yeah. Um, Rooms and rooms and, you know, dozens and dozens of rooms of of art. So it's like my mind is still a little tired from staring at that stuff. Yeah, I I can't I can't do it. Yeah, I I can't I can't see that much. I have to I have to throttle back and and take it in and absorb and then come back. I just you know, I just don't know when I'll ever be in Amsterdam again. So I'm at the Rijksmuseum. Here's my chance, you know, so you spend seven hours staring at art you know and then mm-hmm. by the end of it you're just mind numb you know? right <laughs> yeah like, you, you have no just, idea what yeah. you've looked at you yeah, just I mean, know that it was lovely earth tones <laughs> yeah right 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 did you see the picture i put up of the um uh tapestry with the dog taking a dump sure there, there's an actual ta- like there's this tapestry and there's a dog and it's taking up like in the picture and i'm like it's- do you know how much real time, life, man? I know, but it's like you know how much time and energy it takes to make a tapestry. Like that's what you decided to do, right? Oh, it's just amazing. Uh, anyway, I'll put a link to the yellow clip. Uh, but yeah, trip is good. Now I just got to get over my jet lag. Um, uh, a couple days. You'll be yeah, back. Yeah, no, no, no. I'll, I'll be back in a couple days. Uh, what else is new? What 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 did What's I miss? Next? What's next? What did you miss? It's fall. Apparently, I missed uh, being surrounded by makers. What's that all about? <laughs> ah. Uh, okay, so I went to this place. Uh, you've you've been, I'm sure you've been there. Uh, the Torpedo Factory in Old Town Alexandria. Uh, I have not been, but I know of it. Okay, so Old Town Alexandria, quaint, cute, fine, old buildings, touristy, whatever. That, that's yeah, that's cute. It's quaint. Uh, but but there is a, a a place there called the Torpedo Factory that is this giant multi-level i think it's three three levels or four is it three four i think it's three levels um studio slash gallery space okay where where you can you can uh, uh there's a school there there's an art school there uh but there are um stalls or or small studios and you go from from space to space seeing what people do and and in in many cases they're not just showrooms that the artists are there working and there are photographers and jewelry makers and painters and sculptors and and all this kind of thing um and it, it was fascinating it's have you did you ever go to the brewery when you were in LA when you visited LA no but i've been to places like this there's i mean there's a lot it's of it's like an like art this. collective yeah, or sure. an art colony type yep. thing and it, it was interesting seeing First of all, seeing the diversity of work was terrific. 
But I, it got me thinking about being in a place like that and wondering if you are if you are surrounded by makers, if you were surrounded by other creatives in that kind of environment, do you think you would be more likely to create? Is it more inspiring to create or is the pressure of also creating, does that become stifling? Um, okay. That's a good conversation. Um, both. <laughs> can, can it be both? <laughs> and thanks for listening. <laughs> and this show's <laughs> sponsored by, um, I, I, okay. Can, can I say that in some ways the reason why I live in New York is to have a macrocosm version of that? See what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I find that both of those things are true. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if I made the kind of art that involved being in a space where a bunch of other people were making art around me, if I was a painter or a potter or something, you know, something like that, where you could get a little room for a few hundred dollars a month and, and go work there and it was a useful space for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that I would find that inspiring rather than stifling. You disagree? Uh, no, I don't agree. I, I, I yeah. found it incredibly inspiring walking yeah. through. And yeah. uh, I, I met some wonderful people. Uh, I probably talked to a dozen different people, uh, uh, different types of people, um, crashed this little this little sort of uh, photo award gallery show setting thing. And there was some terrific work there and talked to one of the photographers um, who we'll, we'll talk about later. He's he's great story around some of his work. OK, Um met a woman uh, named Jerry Gordon who uh, was instrumental in converting the building from a torpedo factory to this studio and and ran the school there for many, many years. And there was an energy there. And I mean, I I think I I understand what you're saying about the sort of macro level of why you live where you live, at least part of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've you've mentioned the difference between RC and DC. Sure. You yeah, know, just having yeah. that kind of thing around. Just, you. Ju- yeah, just the access is is fascinating. But I could also see the other side of it, where if you're in a slump, and the people all around you are continuing to produce and and share and create, you're amazing feeling stuff. like you're falling so far behind that you, why do you bother? Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No. I mean, th- those are those are the both the two sides of that coin. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're and they're overwhelming at times. <laughs> you know, I think so- certain people are good at seeing one and not seeing the other or ignoring one and seeing Mm -hmm. the other. I think overall it's a little bit like, especially if you're working next to or with or around people who are doing really good work, it's sort of like having a good running partner. Sure. Um, I I think it also helps that they are uh, in many ways different. It's not just, photographers and you're another photographer there it's not just painters and you're another painter yeah, there. it's multidisciplinary yeah. so you i mean i would imagine that if if uh where you live let's say uh were nothing but portrait photographers mm-hmm. yes that could be inspiring but that could also be maddening yeah i mean i was part of a a salon that went on a monthly thing for about a year where we all got together and just discussed Similar stuff that we discuss on the show, but in a much more larger scope because some of them were painters, some of them were dancers, mm-hmm. some of them mm-hmm. were musicians. Uh, and, it, and it filled a lot of that sort of void that you're talking about. Um, I found it, I find that in general very inspiring and sort of um, resetting in, mm-hmm. in, a, in a way that I think some people see church. 
you know? if you if you go too far or too long rather yeah without seeing other people's work whether it's a museum setting or you you, you strike me after 8000 hours of talking yeah that that's that's part of your diet yeah that's that i need to go see his diet yeah yeah, yeah yeah that you have to go in and and sort of refuel and recharge by seeing what other people are doing yeah. to send you back to the back to the lab interestingly enough though it's it's a, oftentimes it is seeing the people who are giants above me rather than in the general sense peers you know what i mean mm-hmm. um it i i find it more inspiring to look at people who are better than I will ever be, at least in my head, the way I think about it. I'm just like, oh right. my God, that guy's a monster or whatever. Um, that's That feeds me more than looking at somebody who's just like, oh wow, that was a really good idea that girl had or whatever. You know what I mean? Like for some reason, I don't know why that is. Um, it's almost like seeing the unattainable godlike people is easier for me to digest than the people who are like me and doing work around the same area of, as I am, you know? Would you say that you're more inspired or motivated maybe even uh, by the legacy of someone's body of work more than their body of work? Ah, interesting. Uh, Yeah, maybe, but I always try to keep in mind that what you're seeing is a subset, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we can all look at Saul Leiter's work and we can point to 50 images that are like better than anything we've ever taken. But that's 50 images out of 85 years of him living, you know, right, or whatever right, right, it is. Right. Like you have to you have to remember that when you're looking at Halsman, like we're going to talk about later or Avedon or whoever it is, you're seeing a very heavily cherry picked set, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but but sometimes that's 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 good because it kind of makes you think, OK, you know, they, this is what I'm looking for is my greatest hits. I'm looking for something along this level, if, ideally, you know, in some sort of dreamlike world. Um but, it, but what, so you found look, talking to people who I, interestingly enough, I generally not looking, looking at not photography inspires me often more than looking at photography. Did you find that at this place? Uh, I, there was so much to me, so much great painting there. Yeah. Uh, there was some that was not my cup of tea, but I can appreciate, uh, <laughs> the thought process and the, and, and the technique. Uh, there were th- probably three three or four that I just went, holy moly. Yeah. This is, this is amazing stuff. One, one guy in particular, uh, paints with a cement trowel and, and his stuff, he does these nature scapes, but they're just such thick, heavy impastoed kind of technique driven pieces. And they are, they are just, they've made my head just, you know, I mean, they were just brilliant. Yeah. You know, and what what I what I found fascinating about them was they were two different works of art. OK, they they were uh, there's you get one impression and one experience by viewing them at 10 feet. Yep. And a completely different experience viewing them at 10 inches. Sure. Yeah. Just because of the dimension. Of I them. find that Van Gogh is like that. Mm hmm. Um, I happen to look at a ton of Van Gogh, but, but yeah. you know, whenever I get up to Van Gogh and you kind of look from a side and you're like, okay, that painting is half an inch off the painting. Right. Yeah. You get it. There's a different impression. And, and, and then as such, the, the time of day is going to change how you appreciate that because the light's striking the painting differently yep. and shadows are created that may not have been there in the morning, but you see them with the afternoon light. It's just, well, there's an example where a photographic recreation doesn't really recreate the painting. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, I, you know, I just thought it would be, it'd be kind of an interesting question maybe even to pose to listeners. Are, are, you, are you more or less inspired when in the company of other art or other, or other product, craft, whatever your discipline happens to be? Um, yeah, it was just – it was it, really inspiring. A, a second corollary question to that. Mm-hmm. Is, 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 is it a sign of, I don't know, artistic maturity to be able to get inspiration as, a, as opposed to feeling overwhelmed? See what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. I, I hope so. And it was that – I mean I don't of, mean that as a derogatory thing. It's just no, sort of a – No, like, The feeling of being overwhelmed is why I stopped painting in college. Right. I'm never going to be that. I'm never going to be X, Y. I'm never yeah. going to hang there. So why do it? I, I was looking at art as a destination. I was looking at the end product, not the process of, of making. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And art, art is not a destination. True. You know? So, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, you, you can find inspiration. I met another guy who, who makes boats. And, and had just finished this, this oh, I don't know, 10, 12-foot boat. He had just varnished it. So the whole studio smelled of, of varnish, which is one of the smells that I really like. Because um, I get really high. Yeah, right, right. So I'm, you know, so I'm baked and I'm talking to this guy about boats. No. Uh, you know, it, 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 he runs this, this program. It's, uh, it's kind of an internship outreach program for, uh, for teens to teach them – carpentry skills via yeah. making boats and it was fascinating to sit and talk to him and that was inspiring even though it's so far removed from from anything that that i would attempt you know on on my own and in, in my own work yeah uh but the, the knowledge the references the 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 interest uh the, the 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 sense of craft all of those things are inspiring yeah absolutely it's um yeah, I, I like the idea of those places, and I like the idea of having a space in one of those places. I don't know that it would do me much good unless it was big enough that I could like shoot there, and that Absolutely. takes a lot more space. Yeah, um, the few photographers that were there uh, either shoot somewhere else and work to process things, or are shooting like little things like still lifes or something. Uh, most uh, well, the, the ones that I they shoot somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, and and they process and print on premises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one I guy just can't had, justify having another space for that. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And 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 you know, you've got to stock it with with stuff, and you've got to be there four days a week. And you know, my whole so thing is whole having another th- computer. I'd have to have a whole other system because I I do like working at home occasionally. So it's not like I can just you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you'd have to have a mirror system. Exactly. Uh, and it's just like that just doubles everything. And I'm like, yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> a couple of the guys that were there had those big 48-inch Canon printers. Yeah. Beautiful. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, like the 9600 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that. I don't know yeah. what the model is, but uh, man, Greenfield Sanders has one in his base room, his yeah. basement, yeah. Monster. Yeah. Um, cheap when you're printing on those things because the ink cartridges are the size of your head. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like they're like bottles of wine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was, so it was fun. It was really interesting, and and like I say, the personalities there of of uh, of of makers are are just as diverse and eccentric as as you might expect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but it was fun. 
can I just say one thing before we uh, wrap this up? I just got an email from Hasselblad. Uh, apparently, they're getting a de- they're having a deal on their fancy Imicon scanners that they now sell, you know, under their brand. Right. Um, and the headline is with the Hasselblad X1 and X5. Yesterday's treasures are brought to life in stunning quality. That's kind of nice. But yesterday's treasures, not today's, not tomorrow's treasures. It says, as film stocks disappear, scanning is increasingly concentrated around the digitization of photo archives. Oh, by the way, I will say, I went to, when I decided to bring the Hasselblad 2, I went to B&H and I tried to buy the film that I like to shoot with when I travel. Don't make it anymore. Uh, The the, uh, Kodak E6, the E100G. Uh, their, oh, their slide uh, film, the transparency the film. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Don't make it anymore. In fact, uh, uh, Kodak doesn't make any slide film at all. The only f- slide films I could buy were uh, Provia, Velvia, and apparently uh, Velvia is a snappy film. Oh, it's way too saturated for my taste. Um, I, I, Provia, I'm all right with, but the Kodak, I just love the way the Kodak films looked, and can't get them anymore. Um, what was the other one? It was like like Rico or somebody now makes a film. Who the hell was it? Anyway, I'll look it up. But I was surprised that it came down to like there were two films I could buy of, if I wanted slides. Um, it was depressing. Well, you know what you need to do is you need to, uh, you know, drop the 10K and uh, and get the 50 megapixel back for your 500. Yeah, that thing looks cool, huh? Right. See, is, I, man, they, must not, be, they must not be selling. If they were 25 grand six months ago and now they're 10 grand. That's not a good sign. I'll get one if it goes down to five grand. <laughs> uh, and then you'll say, eh, I'll get one if I go down to 2,500. Well, I just, you know. I, you know what the problem with that actually is that I'd have to buy a whole lot of glass. Because hey, I, I know when I shot with my camera with a P65 Plus uh, a few years ago, uh, the, the, even the lens that's on mine, it was soft. You have the 80? Uh, I have the 80, yeah, an old yeah. 80, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was it was fine, but like it was just you know a little. It was soft uh, it, when it when it came down to it, like when you're really pixel peeping. So it was if, like, if I were going to buy a medium format digital, you know what I'd get? What? I'd get that six four five Z. I know it's a nice camera. That's what I would get too. I Although, would I would absolutely get. There's absolutely a big part of me that. though that I'm just like God. It's you know I could sell mine. Keep all my glass, buy a 5DS, like maybe two grand put in, sell the other one. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's hard to justify because all my glass is really good. I can get 50 megapixels out of a Canon. Like, yes, I'd get more dynamic range, but it's like, is that worth spending 13 grand when I got to factor in lenses and everything? You know, I just can't justify it yet. Maybe someday. You could get the, uh, the little Sony. Get a Metabones adapter and then use all your Canon glass. Oh, I didn't like this. Wait, which Sony? The, the, the A7? Yeah, but why not just get the the Canon? Do you think? Smaller. Just so, yeah. that's all. Yeah, I don't, I'd rather have the optical viewfinder. Um, all right, that, no, enough nerdy camera talk. Well, this 645Z is... is it's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, Jesus. it's really great. I, when I shot with it that one day, I had it for a day and a half and it was like... Ah. But then again, I haven't shot with the new Canon. So if anybody at Canon's listening and wants to send me one to try, uh, I will play with it and report Don't back. Don't send him it. Send it to me. Don't. Send what are you going to do with it? Take pictures of dumpsters? Oh! <laughs> wow. That hurts me. <laughs> hey, I like that one in the, uh, in the <laughs> oh, alleyway. Sure. Backpedal now, bastard. 
Backpedal. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Unity. We have a new sponsor today. Unity. Yeah. Unity is an easy and free app that enables the computer uh, to work like a home media server, giving you access to your media files on your computer from your iPhone or iPad. For more information and to download Unity for free, visit getunity.com slash pictures. That's it. Unity is spelled Y-O-U. Get it? Unity, Y O U N I T Y. So it's getunity.com slash pictures. So uh, you can stream, stream your playlists and media fl- f- library. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, all your files are kept secure and private on your own computers. Unity just creates a connection to let you access them remotely. This means you have access to all your files without taking up any space on your phone or iPad. And uh, while we're t- about talking about taking pictures, let's talk about Unity's photo features. You can access uh, your high res files. Uh, stored on your computer from your phone, from your iPhone or iPad. You can post photos wow. directly to Instagram stored on your computer, which is actually, if you take pictures on your computer and you want to put them on Instagram, you got to like email them to yourself or put them up on, put them in Dropbox, Dropbox or yeah, yeah. then you got to save it to your phone. It's like, it's a pain in the neck. Yeah. I never understood why, why you can't just <laughs> share it directly. Like you, why do you have to save a local copy? Yeah. I don't know. You know, I don't know why there's not a d- Instagram app for the Mac. I know there's that one that somebody made that still works. Wink, wink. Uh, but uh, but yeah, they need to make to one. Uh, keep large image files from clogging up the storage on your iPhone or iPad. You still have access to them. You can view. You can share. You can download Lightroom photos and catalogs. Apparently, I got to. We got to try this out. Uh, access and share your Apple photos stored in your computer from your iPhone or iPad. Privately share photos from your iPhone or iPad that are stored on your home computer. So I could say, oh, I got to send this thing to Jeffrey. It'll connect to my home computer, and I could share that image straight to him from my phone. So as uh, long as my computer's on. Yeah, I can get I can get access anyway. It's basically tunnels through. I'm assuming. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, print your photos at the nearest AirPrint enabled printer. So like I'm next to an AirPrint enabled printer, I can access my stuff on my home computer, pull it onto my phone, and print right there. And push your photos to your TV with AirPlay on an Apple TV. That's pretty cool too. So install Unity for free and experience a new level of on-the-go access to any of your photos. To learn more and to get started with Unity, visit getunity.com slash pictures. That's G-E-T-Y-O-U-N-I-T-Y dot com slash pictures. And uh, we thank Unity very much for their support of on taking pictures. Hey, this is cool. five. Hey, if you're, a, if you're a GoPro user, you can access all of your GoPro footage on your phone. Oh, that's cool. All right, that's well, pretty slick. There you go. Getunity.com slash pictures. That is pretty slick. Uh, huh. Thank you. Thank you for sponsoring. We got a new sponsor. That's exciting. Thank uh, you, Unity. Unity. <laughs> I like that. I like the new song you're singing. Unity. Uh, somebody sent in a thing about Jimmy Nelson. What's going on with Jimmy Nelson? Jimmy Nelson. Hey, you I'll know what? If you, I remind you, you you're the Jimmy one who Nelson. brought up Jimmy Nelson initially in his TED Talk of, of terror. I enjoyed the <laughs> TED Talk, but, but uh, the, uh, you know, the go, more go you look know, at it. the further wanna, you go. I don't want to go on about it, but uh, uh, the, the, the beginning of the article, uh, the coffee, oh, the coffee table portraits, which sell for up to 45,000 pounds. We're in the wrong business. Are visually stunning, unashamedly glamorous and have been seen in many of the world's glossy magazines and leading galleries but this week british photographer jimmy nelson's stylized pictures of african asian and amazon indian groups have been roundly dismissed as wrong by community leaders as well as being called false and damaging by the world's leading defender of indigenous peoples whoa whoa again this has been we talked about this a while ago, but it's funny that like again and again and again. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. So over and over again. go look if you're interested. 
pass it off if you're not. We'll put a link uh, in the show notes. It's on the Guardian. The Guardian. Wait, I like the Guardian. I do like the Guardian, but you and I are also have a somewhat liberal political predilection. So that makes sense. Say that three times fast. <laughs> Title. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. While I was <laughs> literal. Literal? somewhat literal political liberal. predilection, liberal. not literal, liberal? somewhat liberal political predilection. <laughs> That's the title. That's great. <laughs> All right. You talk about. So All when right. I was at, wait, wait, let me write that down first. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat uh, liver ball, liver. <laughs> look at that. Somewhat liver ball, political. Okay. Oh, it's enough. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I got to tell you, I'm having a hard time typing. Yeah. Well, you're terrifically old. Uh, no, uh, I mean, like, I, because I haven't typed in two weeks, I'm like making like a lot of stupid errors. It's weird. It's okay. Okay, so while I was in the metro in Paris the past few days, huge, giant prints for a new show by Philippe Paulsman on the walls everywhere, like taking up whole stations. Right. Um, and I get back, and in the show notes, you have, apparently there's an app that goes with the show. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about this. Some Someone that that, uh, that I follow, uh, and it, there's no, it, not going to mention, but uh, posted a screenshot of of this app and and with with the caption uh something to the effect i'm paraphrasing something to the effect of is is this the future of photo exhibitions i hope so and i thought wow that's 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 pretty cool that's let's go tech. check out this show yeah, yeah. let's go let's go let's go see what's what here yeah um and i gotta tell you it is it is such a disappointing app first of all i i love philippe Halsman's photographs Fantastic. Uh, yep. Reviewed, v- reviewed, astonished me. His his book for uh, for Fade and Blurred, and uh, really enjoyed seeing his work. He did a ton of Life magazine. Co- I think he actually did more Life magazine covers than anyone else, if memory serves. Uh, looks like it. Uh, but you know, fantastic photographs of you know a who's who of of uh, of uh, uh, celebrities and 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 you know iconic people um his jump series that he did there, there's a shot of of uh jerry well lewis and jump. Mark. he Sorry. might as well that's right i wonder if he played that you think <laughs> uh maybe there's a uh you know really just whimsical work great work and so i was excited i was like ah great and now because not a lot of sort of iconic photographers have have had apps made of their work uh, one of the only others that i can think of is, is abaddon which we'll get to in a sec but uh Man, what a disappointment this thing is. Uh, Do you, doesn't it feel – it kind of feels like a Flash app, doesn't it? It does. It, fe- it feels like – and I told you this before the show. It feels like a proof of concept. Like this is this – is, we're just going to mock this up real quick in Flash to show you kind of what we mean. Yeah, the way it moves even. Yeah, that, that whole sort of oscillating – Yeah, and, and the way the text is rendered. Yeah. Isn't it, wasn't there a thing that you could actually take a Flash app and put a wrapper in? Or was, wasn't there some kind of th- way to stick a Flash app in an app? Or I don't know. It feels like it feels like yeah. It feels like this wasn't made natively as an app. No, it feels very sort of two thousand two. Uh, you know, <laughs> the photographic odyssey. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Another one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it just it, you know now it's it's in French and English, which is fine. That's great. Uh, seems seems logical but the problem is is when you when you ta- when you toggle the english flag in app then close the app and relaunch the app it's in french again 
it's a little niggle. It should remember. Uh, you can't scale the text up, so it's stuck in this sort of you know eight or ten point type. There's a lot of wasted space. Uh, it, it's it's just really poorly designed, and it's a shame because the work is so stunning. The sure. work is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I it, don't it, feel like it's organized very well. It's also interesting that okay, if you have an image, so it's just sort of fill, filling the screen. Mm-hmm. Standard practice, you'd think that you'd be able to flip between images. Yes, and you, you cannot. Can't. You, you, you flip left to right, up uh, top to bottom on this, and it just does this sort of elastic bounce around. Again, very reminiscent of kind of a, you know, oh, look what we can do in Flash kind of functionality that you mentioned a minute ago. Yeah, a lot of that. Uh, just really not very well done. And, and it's, a, it's, it's kind of a shame that I feel like they missed an opportunity to produce something pretty amazing. Um, and by contrast, which we talked about a little bit before the show, is, is the Avidon app, which is available for uh, iPhone – I'm sorry, iPad only. Uh, okay. And, and you know, by contrast, it's beautifully designed. Uh, you can zoom in quite a bit on, on the work. Uh, it's organized in uh, a, a very interesting fashion. You can, you can search portraits, fashion, reportage. Uh, and then within each of those – are are uh, a, a more granular breakdown. If we're in reportage, you can then look at Italy, New York, uh, East Louisiana, Santa Monica, yeah, Brennan, yeah, yeah. et cetera. Uh, so it just it, it's simple, but it's a lot more to my eye of an elegant solution. Sure. Uh, anyway, so. I'm gonna put, I, we'll I put hope, a link in the show notes. Give it a shot. Let us know what you think because yeah. I, t- I tend to agree with you. Yes. I, I hope that this is a trend where we see more work like this on on mobile devices and, and such. But I hope that a All little right, more let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Why an app versus just a good website? Um, I think portability is is you know you you're not once you download the app you're you know you can not be connected. Okay. Um, I, just, I think I, there's control. I, okay. I just there's a, there's a trend towards the whole app thing versus the open web and I think for the long term like historical stuff and archival purposes and stuff the 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 web is a better I think the web, if when in doubt try to use the web unless you can't is sort of my mental thing I I will I will say this based on this app here I think they could have done a thousand times better with a, a Squarespace site using one of the the templates that are available yeah. that this app yeah and okay. it would have it would have read better on a mobile device and the web rather than, yeah. than the sort of disconnect that they've created there's a uh okay you put up this kickstarter campaign so this woman is trying to make a book where the pages are black until you heat from your hand kind of turns them on almost like um the old coffee cups when you put hot water in them and stuff yep. showed up yep I, yeah. just, I haven't watched the, I've read the thing, but I didn't watch the video. Does d- she can actually make this for the price that she's saying she can make this for? That would be my well, question. It's first of all, okay. The, 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 the project is called like a pearl in my hand. And uh, basically what she's doing is creating a photo project, uh, a portrait series of abandoned Chinese children who are blind or have some sort of visual impairment. Uh, a lot of them are given up. Uh, I, I guess in China, it's very strictly regulated how many children you can have and, and 
I, I, does it count? Like if you give one up, can you have another one? Is that the way it works? I don't know. Yeah. That would be kind of messed up. Right. Anyway, the idea of this, of this book is, uh, it's, it's printed with this sort of thermo, what do they call it? Thermochromatic. Yeah. Yeah. Thermochromatic ink as a, as a final step so that you have to uh, use the warmth of your hands to reveal the underlying photo which I think is absolutely brilliant. It's a neat idea. I think it's a fantastic idea with, with using touch and, and uh, I think it fits, it fits the subject matter beautifully. Yeah. Um, It's expensive. Her, her, you know, to get a copy of the book uh, is, is 200 pounds. So it's about $220, uh, which is, that's expensive for, for a 32 portrait photo book. I mean, yes, it's, it's, you know, you can you could argue that it's bringing awareness. Well, but this is an art thing unto its own, right? This is a whole. Yes, it's it, it. This is a this is similar to your book you used to talk about, where the pages fall apart when you read them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a grip of a book of the dead by William Gibson. There you go. Uh, I think it's along those lines. It's yeah. a very cool idea, uh, and and perfect for the internet age. I think if they could figure out how to get it down to 60 bucks. Right. They would just have to make 100,000 of them and they never will. Right. Right. You know, sometimes uh, you got to pay. It is an interesting idea and, and uh, yeah, give it a, give it a look. See what you think. Like a pearl in my hand. I'm sorry. Like every time you say like a something or other, I've, for some reason I have like a virgin stuck in my head. I don't know why. I think because Madonna was on in the car yesterday on the way back from the airport. Anyway, Why, like a pearl some, stuck in some my photographer head. should do like a like a like a virgin, like a send up of, you know, like a virgin. Oh, I could do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Never used a range finder. Okay. <laughs> you can sing many things. Barry Gibb, I'm all for. Elvis Costello. Oh my gosh. Okay, speaking of Barry Gibb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you mind if I tee this up a little bit? Yeah, we could do that. So, Peter Evans uh, and if you haven't seen Pete's work, Pete's a terrific photographer. Uh, Pete takes pictures, his, his, his series uh, up and down uh, the, the, the mid-Atlantic in America, fantastic. So Pete sends me an email uh, about the whole Barry Gibb thing and, and actually took the time to, to repen uh, a, a Bee Gees song to, to Squarespace. Oh, boy. Nights on Squarespace. And this this is this is this is a good thing. We should record. We should full on record it. All right. Well, let's see what we can do. I'm not making any promises. <laughs> well, I can scroll for you. Oh, God. <laughs> That's so wrong. Making it all. <laughs> I, you know the Bee Gees are so good. Yes, they're so good. They're just they're just right in every way. If 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 the BJs aren't right, I don't. Wait, what's the thing? Pete, you have way too much time on your hands, man. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like you're Jeffrey. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> loving them templates, <laughs> loving some easy easy dry and dry. Oh my God, this is we got to do this, Bill. Okay, I'll I'll see what I can do. Let me let me see if I can put together a, a, a background track, and we'll. There has to be some drinking involved for me to pull that off. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I may have to start drinking just to be able to pull that off. <laughs> By the way, I had a few sips of different Belgian beers while we were there. And you're and, still with us. Look at and, that. And they, they taste much better when they're fresh. I don't know if that means anything to beer people. 
or not? Like straight out of the tap as opposed to... Uh, I, I think like, you know, local brewery, just like, you know, the the keg came from right over there and came you over know, here. Freddie Clark and, just passed out right now. I know. He's, he's listening to this and he's just a, hey, how you doing? Oh. <laughs> uh, so wrong. Hi, Freddie. Okay. Uh, hey, Freddie. What? Uh, oh, we should talk about Linda, shouldn't we? Since you already teed that up. Oh my God! There was another thing. What? That, what, that song. Somebody else sent us a song. Oh yeah, yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, go oh, ahead. Can we play it? Would, I, don't, I think if we play it, we'll get in trouble. Can we put the uh, link? Can we put the link in. All Here. right. Yeah. Let me. It's. Uh, I do believe it was. Uh, who, who did send that in? So so somebody wrote in. Oh, here it is. Greg did. Greg Glover says, love the podcast, but every time I hear you do a spot for Linda, the only song I can think of is this. And he, he gives us this link to this Japanese song called Linda Linda by the Blue Hearts. I'll put a link in the show notes. There you go. Linda, uh, Linda, <laughs> Linda, 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 Linda. <laughs> so wrong. It's like, yeah, we were saying that before the show, it's like a, uh, like a Japanese uh, uh, plimsolls. Yeah, yeah, it's got this yeah. sort of punk pop feel to it. It's funny. It's good. It's catchy. Yeah, it's catchy. Uh, this, this episode is also brought to you by Linda.com. Linda, Linda. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, I can't. I wish I could sing the Japanese parts. You, wait, there's Japanese parts? Oh, yeah, they're all yeah. Japanese. The verses are just Japanese. Oh, you don't know how to do it. Matheson right now is Matheson is turning over and he's rolling around in his chair right now. Uh, Lynda.com is the online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your skills in photography, in Photoshop, in, 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 in arguing with clients. I mean... Uh, uh, negotiating, negotiating with clients. With clients. <laughs> they might have one about arguing with clients too. Uh, yes, you can have the icon in cornflower blue. Yeah, <laughs> 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 just like the person just turns red. <laughs> For a free 10-day trial, visit lynda.com. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash O-T-P. This is, look, guys, this is for problem solvers. This is for listeners of On Taking Pictures, people who want to make things happen. Maybe you want to learn your negotiation tactics so you don't have to have a fight with your uh, clients. Maybe you want to learn how to build a website or boost your Photoshop skills or learn how to use crazy Lightroom color techniques. Uh, maybe we can do, uh, re- watch a Linda the thing to figure out how to, that guy did the crazy pastel pictures that the guy sent in the other day. Find that link to those pastel pictures. Those, you know, oh, did those you dig really those? Yeah, I did dig those. We should use those. Yeah, uh, you know what? Save it. Let's use him for photographer of the week. Yeah, we're gonna save it. Yeah, I love that. Uh, go to lynda.com and feed your curious mind. They've got great courses on photography, about landscape photography in all kinds of different places, like in Washington State and Olympic National Park. They've got photographing the night landscape. They've got uh, uh, advanced photo uh, uh, black and white project creating dynamic landscapes with Photoshop and Lightroom uh, with Chris Orwig. They've got advanced color workflows for photographers by Joe Brady. They've got all those ones of, uh, uh, well, what's his name that I always, God, I have really like spaced out today. Go ahead. Uh, uh, um, the it's guy who, who does right. the uh, photo illustrations. Go ahead. Take a breath. Go Come ahead. on. Give me the name. Go ahead. Come on. Stop uh, being a schmoo. Uh, What's the guy's name who does the crazy uh, things? Uh, Burt Monroy. There you go. Look, I've been, t- <laughs> Hey, I've been watching a lot of this Linda.com stuff. 
and that's why I can't even talk right now. No, uh, we, we love lynda.com. They've got a lot of great stuff on there. Go learn and watch from top experts who are passionate about teaching. They've got thousands of video courses you can watch on demand and learn at your own schedule at your own pace. You can watch them from start to finish. You could jump in and out. You could just watch little one, two chapters from an entire course if that's all you need. And you can go search through their transcripts to find the exact little section of a particular course on their thousands and thousands of videos uh, to find exactly what you need when you need to find it. Uh, you can take notes to refer to them later. You can watch uh, Im- uh, movies offline on iOS or Android devices. So take them on the subway with you and you can create playlists. We got to create an OTP playlist. Yes. Uh, uh, so with your Lynn.com membership, it'll give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics, all for one flat rate. Whether you're looking to become an industry expert, you're passionate about your hobby, or you just want to learn something new, we want you to visit uh, uh, lynda.com slash OTP. Sign up for your free 10-day trial. Linda, uh, we thank them very much for the support of On Taking Pictures. I uh, I looked at the, the, the – there was a video because the new version of Logic 10 – what is it? 10.2? 10.2, I think. Okay. They added a new software synth. Oh, okay. Yes. And it's amazing. I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic synth. Uh, and there's a there's a video there kind of unpacking it and explaining right. how to integrate it and how to use it. And it's how fascinating. You, soft sense or where it's at? Uh, it's pretty amazing, man. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at the stuff that, you know, 80s and 90s, those those hardware, the analog stuff like Oberheim's oh, and sure. Profits. And, and yeah, they've, they've started creating there's no real reason to get the originals anymore. Like yeah. the fake ones are good enough, especially in a mix. Like Patrick gave away an Oberheim OBX. Uh, yeah. I went, you what? Yeah, I have friends who have a lot of that old stuff. I used to have a Roland Juno 6 that I had sitting around for a while. Well, if any of our listeners have an OBX or an OB8. You want uh, it? Yeah, I would love it. Are you kidding? It's what Getty Lee uses. Come on now. Therefore, it's something you want? That's right. Who's, who's Getty Lee? Oh, just, just kidding. I will, I will cut you. <laughs> I will cut you. Oh, by, by the way, there's a, we, we were searching, we were over there and, and, and we, Conrad was flipping around on her phone one night and she's just like, I found a website that talks about travel tips for Parisians going to New York and like what they need to be aware of in New York city. And one of them was like, if someone falls down in the middle of the street, people actually go help them get up <laughs> and they mean it. Honestly, <laughs> and they're just like, Oh, one of them was people in line. Don't like it. When you cut, if you cut somebody in line in New York, they will cut you. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Which I'm just like, yeah, that's the point of a line. That's why it's called a line. Oh, hey, man, did I, I so we're, yesterday we're, go, we're at the we're at the airport, right? We're going through passport control in Paris to get to security to get to our gate. Right. And so we get there and we were there really early. We caught all our trains and whatever from downtown. So we're there early. We, we get up where there's like, I don't know, 50 people in front of us and people are going, you know, yeah, stamp, you know, whatever. There are 20 booths along this wall that you can go through. Only two of them are open. Right. And then I turn around and while we were standing there, hundreds of people had backed up behind us, like, you know, back and forth, like in a Disneyland, you know, like back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. Right. So it's it's one o'clock, one, one oh five, one ten. The guys look at their watches. They stand up, they pick up their suitcase, their their briefcases and they walk away. The two the two guys who are like the officers. Wow. Just leave. And there's not one booth open. And there's hundreds of people. We do not want to help you. Yeah. And people start. I swear to God, I thought there was going to be a riot. 
people yelling like in all kinds of languages from all over the world you know like these like it was it was really scary for a minute and and the poor like people who were just kind of like shuttling people back and forth oh getting that line getting this line there's like nowhere for people to go and people are yelling at them in ways that like i didn't know what they were saying but whatever they were saying was very angry <laughs> and finally wow. some other guys show up and it's going really slowly and people are still backed up and people are missing their flights and we finally get through and i look back and they were like i i think they were going to riot it was the scare. It was one of the Yikes. scarier sort of moments where you're just like, you know what? In the wrong situation or in the wrong place in the world, this could get ugly to the point where, like, stampede kind of ugly. You know, mm. um, it was yeah, it was very very scary, but a very exciting thing, especially once we got through. All right. right. So, uh, did we have an assignment last week? I forget. It's, but it was new two weeks place, ago. man. Oh, new place. Yes, new of course. Place. Which you went to this uh, torpedo factory. I went to the torpedo factory. I went to uh, not Arlington, Alexandria. Yeah. Went yeah. to a donut shop that was very disappointing. Oh, really? Yeah. In Ar- in Alexandria. Yes. Like it was bad, or it just wasn't good. You know, there's a trend in in in. Here it comes. <laughs> you know what? Forget it. I wouldn't ask. I wouldn't tell you now if you asked me to. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, I went to. All right, Mod- I'll tell you. Okay, so go there's ahead. this trend. <laughs> They're just like people stacking up stuff, like Captain Crunch on top of a donut. Oh yeah, yeah, or, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of the sort of fancy donut. No. I want an old school donut done incredibly well. Yes. I want a cake donut. I don't want these other kinds of... Anyways. I'm I'm all right with a good glazed donut, but it's got to be really good. I don't want a peanut butter and jelly donut with like Butterfinger on top. Like that... I, I want a, I want a glazed donut. I want a jelly donut. I want a sugar donut and make it the best damn sugar donut I ever ate. Hell yeah. Go ahead. Um, I went to Merdon and... Well, you right. saw the picture. Saw yeah, so, so we're, we're on the way back from Versailles and the whole big thing about tickets, which I won't get into. And we decided to get off at Merdome. And I'm like, oh, we got to go find this place. So I had put a little star down on my Google map to because rem- I looked through all the street views, remember, and I found out where it was. Right. I put a little star down. And so we went out and we went to the place where the star is. And I'm like, this isn't it. Right. Like it just, it, you know, it's like I put the star down. And there's a whole bunch of streets that like intersect with the thing. And I must have turned around and come back and, and starred the wrong place. Whoops. Yeah. And I'm like, but you oh, found it. Well, okay. So I'm, st- we're standing there and I'm like, is it over there? And I'm looking at street view, trying to like find the different streets. Cause there's tons of streets around there. And so there's this old guy standing like 20 yards behind us, like just kind of looking like, what the hell are you people doing? And I don't speak French and Conrad took French in school, but she's not a French speaker. So I'm like, I'm like, you think I should ask the guy? And she's like, I don't know. You know, like he might be, he might be really cranky. And I was like, life is short, right? Stupid American. So, so, I, so I walk over and I'm like, excuse moi. And, 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 I, and I hold up my, my phone and I show him the picture and I go, huh? Like, you know, like the, the universal symbol of, you have any idea where this is, you know? Right. And the guy gives me the universal symbol for take a left, take a right. Nice. <laughs> like, like the, like, like the, you know, with his hand. Right. And I was like, ah, merci. And we go down, take a left, take a right, and it's right there, right? So we take the picture. We're waiting for the train to come because you got you to get the train, right? Sure, sure, sure. So we're waiting While for the train. While you're waiting for the train, you should have went and got a painting. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? There's not anything. There's, it's interesting. There's nothing around there. 
Like hmm. that's, I don't know why there were so many people on that street in that picture because there was like, it's in the middle of nowhere. Like it's a right. back street, like off the beaten path, you know? So we're standing there and this old woman starts walking up in the background and she would have been perfect for like the old woman in the background in the real sure. thing. But I didn't have the train, the whole thing. Anyway, she's walking by and she's like looking at us weird and I go and I show her the picture and she starts speaking to us in French and I don't speak French and she definitely doesn't speak English. And I think what we got out of what we got out of the conversation by the end of it was that Merdon is a very old village. And this like, see, as in this picture, this is a very old village. Right, right, right. And I'm right. like, I, I mean, I know people must go there because that's a famous photo and whatever it is. But like, it doesn't seem like it's an everyday occurrence. You know what I mean? Because uh, it's a little out of the way. Right. Um, but it was just it was just really cute. The guy was just like, whoosh, whoosh, like nice. left. Right. Anyway, it was fun. So there's my new place. All right. So how did so how did people do on this new place? Fantastic. Really, really, really good stuff. Uh, from you know, country roads <clears throat> to to factories to uh, poor James Partridge is in the hospital for something. James, I hope it's nothing serious. Uh, get well. Um, it's really fun stuff. I mean, just fun. Ooh, yeah, fun stuff. James Partridge. Uh, David Lawrence, terrific light. In that picture, uh, what is this? Albion Anagama, the largest. Albion Anagama, Anagama. ceramics kiln. And is that is that how you pronounce that? Anagama. I don't know. I'm looking for it here. Keep going. Albion, Michigan. Uh, the studio is perfect natural light. Yeah, it does. Oh wait, a studio is perfect for natural light photos and interviews. Wink, wink, and a cat sleeping in the chair. <laughs> Terrific shot. Uh, yeah, really fun stuff. Uh, Tanya, really cool shot of the of the Ferris wheel. Um, Dave Gardner's picture of uh, Lake Sebago is really beautiful with the fog yeah, in the morning. Yeah, where's the dancer, David? I know it's like <laughs> uh, Cody, new post uh, downtown Suzhou, China. Okay, or Suzhou, Suzhou, Suzhou. I don't know. What is the the ZH? Is, is that a Z sound I, or is that a ch? I got to tell you, I try to figure that stuff out and I have no idea. All right. Well, Matheson or or yeah. or Cody, let us know. Um, yeah, lots of fun stuff. So, uh, oh, and and uh, let me find this real quick. Uh, I'm going to bond out for a second here. Uh, Florian Deal. Uh, posted uh, an interview with Sam Mendes, who directed uh, the the Daniel Craig versions of of Bond. Okay. Uh, on going back to shooting on thirty five millimeter film for Spectre. Oh, they went back to film. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Spectre opens this week. Uh, I'm very excited for it. Uh, also, uh, w- one of my favorite writers, Warren Ellis, is doing a comic version of Bond, a graphic novel version of Bond. Uh, was asked by the Fleming family to do it. And oh, that's cool. it's going to be uh, more closely aligned with the stories in the books, not the films. Okay. Uh, and it, it, it looks really interesting. It comes out, I think issue one comes out today. So I was going to go to the local comic shop and pick up a copy of that. Uh, I'm looking forward to that movie. I am too. Uh, actually, I, have the reviews been good or have there been reviews? Uh, there have been reviews and they have said it's superb. Okay. Then I'm excited to see it. Even the, if it's even if the reviews suck, I would still go see it. Clone of Solace was not good. It wasn't as good as Casino Royale or Skyfall. Yeah. I give you that. I liked I liked Casino Royale best of of the three. Agreed. The new ones, yeah. Agreed. All um, right. What, what else you got? <laughs> uh, I think. What's the assignment for this week? Cool. <laughs> cool. 
So Hashtag you're, you're cool. going to... <laughs> I'm going to go take a portrait of Freddie Clark. <laughs> so Fred... <sighs> so yeah. good. Uh, yeah, cool. Because it's cooling off, you know? So it could be cool temperature. It oh, I see. Be, okay. It could be playing it cool. It could be Any somebody who things. is cool. You yeah. know? So have fun with it. Cool. Okay, cool. It's better than fall because fall, it's not... It's not really fall everywhere. Right? It's true. It's not fall everywhere. Uh, autumn would be the better thing, but yes. But yeah, even then, cool is good. Uh, who's our photographer of the week this week? This is yours. Photographer of the week this week is a fellow that I met uh, at the uh, the Torpedo Factory uh, at this at this photo show that was that was juried by uh, someone from the National Portrait Gallery. Okay. Uh, and I can't remember the woman's name. I'm sorry, but I will look it up. Uh, Michael Borek is his name. And uh, Michael is uh, Czechoslovakian, very tall, uh, and was a, a pleasure to talk to. And, and one of the, the photos that caught my eye was here, let me, this photo from a project called Scranton Lace. I'll paste that in. All right. Uh, so someone told him. Beautify. Got it. Yeah. Someone told him that he should go photograph in Scranton. Okay. And he was like, he was like, Scranton? Uh, Scranton? Yeah. The only thing he knew of Scranton was from the office. Sure. So. So uh, it's not the place you would normally say, let's go to a beautiful place like Scranton. Right. So uh, he, he, there was an abandoned lace factory called Scranton Lace. And it's been abandoned for years. Uh, and he met with the owner and asked about photographing it. The owner gave him the keys to the to the factory oh, and cool. said, just, you know, go ahead, have lock, fun. Lock it up when you're done. Yeah. Return them when you're done. <laughs> so he got these incredible. Uh, here's the here's the series. You know which one I like? I like the uh, the one of the loom cards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, saw a lot of those at this museum in Paris, but yeah, like it's, uh, the machines they used to use to make lace. They, yeah. they these so, sort of like computer cards that, that are sent old, like pre precursors to computer punch cards to, right, to control right. the machines. Yeah. And there are these, you know, there are old chairs and, and sewing machines and, and it's, it's, they're, they're, they are different, at least to my eye, they are different than some of the, um, Abandon spaces porn that you would find in some place like Detroit. Yeah, sure, sure. There, there's a there's a sadness. There's a there's a, a hopelessness to to Detroit that I don't get in the same way from these photographs. Well, there's also these are a lot of the Detroit pictures are big wide angled shots of mm-hmm, theaters mm-hmm. and these are much more stations. Intimate. Yeah, these are smaller places and smaller things. Like you could easily find all of these things in a place that wasn't quote unquote abandoned. Right. Uh, right. I like the, uh, the, 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 um, uh, balls, the bowling balls too are really nice. Yeah. It's really nice work. And then you can see, yeah. uh, th- this portfolio that we're talking about is Scranton lace. He's got, uh, a few in there. One is called the bridges of Montgomery County, which is just detail shots of bridges. Uh, Michael is going back to Czechoslovakia. Um, where did he say he was going to Prague? I think he said he was going to Prague to visit his mother, who well, is 96. It would, be, it would be the Czech Republic. But Czech, yes. uh, okay, Czech Republic. But he's going back to visit his mother, uh, and he will be back in three weeks, after which we're going to sit down for a conversation. It'll so, be fun. These are nice. Yeah. Interesting fellow. Interesting fellow. So I thought you nice might job. like this kind of stuff. Yep. It's excellent. 
I'll put a link in the show notes. Michael Borek. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, I don't think so. If anybody has any comments or questions or things they want to add to our conversation from earlier, uh, send us send us an email. Uh, podcast at ontakingpictures.com. You can leave us a voicemail, 347-687-9411, like Tom in Michigan. Uh, at Bill Wadman, at Jeffrey Sidoris on Twitters and Instagrams. Hey, are and, you going to be at the meetup, do you think? Is, uh, are you gonna be I'm able to working on it. Okay. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Uh, right. I have a wedding to go to this weekend, and i got to figure out if I have... Uh, uh, if I can make it down there, but are you I'm shooting going to it? Try. No, no, no. It's a family wedding. Ah, okay. Um, uh, so yeah, the the meetup is still on. Oh, oh, there is someone else. Oh gosh, I told her I would mention this. Nice job, Joanna Orr. Is it Joanna okay. Orr? Joanna. Yeah. Uh, what did she have to say? She is doing a meetup of her own, an OTP oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. meetup, and asked if we would mention it. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, the plan is to meet up at the Arts and Humanities Council of Tulsa Hardesty Oklahoma. Arts Center. Um, there's a district apparently there. There's a spaghetti warehouse they want to meet up at. Uh, it's uh, thebradyartsdistrict.com. Thebradyartsdistrict.com. And uh, if you have questions, I guess you can message Joanna. Joanna yeah, Orr. She's on the group. She's yeah. on the group. So yeah, okay. send her a message. Um and uh, and if you're interested in in meeting up with uh, some other OTP listeners in the Oklahoma area, uh, check it out. Just don't Wait, uh, re- don't don't recreate uh, Tulsa the the book. <laughs> yeah. No shooting up methamphetamines, people. Uh, and what's the date? <clears throat> yeah, I was gonna say. Don't we need a date for that? <clears throat> I don't know if she's included the date here. Uh, I don't think I don't see a date. Uh, so ask Joanna. I'll I'll send her a message and ask, and we'll put it in the in the group. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so what what's the first thing that you're going to do now that you're back? You've done the show. I'm going to the gym. Oh Jesus! Oh, we did have a really good breakfast this morning. We're we've been like aching for like a nice hot, normal, like sort of Americanized breakfast for days. Yep. Because we're sick of drinking coffee, orange juice, and croissants. You know. Uh, so we went up and had scrambled eggs and a little French toast and bacon this morning and it was heavy. They don't have eggs in France? Uh, it's different. They'll have like fancy omelets and stuff, but they'll charge, you know, Mm -hmm. 16 euro for eggs. And it's like, I'm not spending 20 bucks for eggs. Um, but they're French eggs, man. Yeah. What's the, what's the really bad joke? Uh, you know why people in France only eat one egg? Why? Because in France, one egg is an oof. I don't get it. The word for egg is oof. Oh. One egg is an oof. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible joke. That joke was an oof. Oh. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Bye, Jeffrey. Bye.
this way Say what you wanna say I know what you will say we'll 